this is the Gallinach Masters Cycling Podcast. I'm Norman Blissett, your host for the show. Gallinach Masters Cycling is a global community of 50 years and older cyclists who support each other to love life through riding our bikes. Each week we share inspiring stories from our riders around the world, showcase great places to ride our bikes and give tips to help you get fitter, healthier and more confident on the bike. Welcome everybody to this Gallinac Master Cycling webcast and podcast uh, where we share inspiring stories for our from our riders around the world, showcase great places to ride, share some coaching tips and uh, we pick a rider of the week. So I'm Norman Blissett, your host for the webcast and podcast and I'm delighted to welcome Chris Foggin, Coach Foggy. How are you doing? Yeah, kia ora from New Zealand. We're good down here. Yeah, all good. Oh, nice and sunny. I can see it is um, in, the, in, in, in the background in, in the morning in, in New Zealand as I sit here in darkest, damp England on um, another miserable Tuesday evening. I'm not making it sound very good, am I, Foggy? Uh, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all right. So what, what have you been up to over the last week? Oh, a couple of rides. In fact, it's nice and sunny today, but we had some um, pretty um, rough weather uh, last week. So I had a good turbo session and we managed to get out and explore a little bit on the gravel bikes. Um, good. We found a new new place to, a new discovery for us, which was one of the local dams, which was good. Excellent. Yeah, I've been I've, I've been kind of locked indoors really just for, and the weather's just been pretty miserable. It's not, it's not hugely cold. It is a bit cold, but it's not, it's not wintry cold, but it's just wet and windy. And um, yeah, so I've been, I've been on the turbo constantly pretty much every day which I, I don't mind I know a lot of people don't like the turbo very much but I, I actually quite enjoy it and I did a I did a short video on Friday live live from the turbo I was um, just just sharing how I approach it um, which is I think the first thing is you've got to you've got to have a different mindset to it it's not the same as going out on the bike so if, if you've got the same expectations of what it's going to be like you're not going to enjoy yeah. it um, I, you know, I, I, I come into it almost as a bit of a treat because you just jump on the turbo and you get started straight away. There's not there's not the usual kind of hassle, if you like, a preparation of getting on a bike. It's time that you can do stuff. Yeah, I can, I can, um, you know, spend a bit of time reflecting, whatever, get stuff mulling through my head, whatever. So, I, so I think there's something about having a different mindset to it that, that helps. Oh, Sec- the second thing that I find is I use I use Swift quite a lot. Um, and and sometimes listen to music, listen to the Galnac Master Cycling podcast as well, of course. But actually having something, whether it's music or or Zwift or you know, some virtual platform, helps as well. I think the third thing that I um, that I have is is structure. So I really just go on and spin. So I'll have either set sessions so if I'm doing intervals, then actually just following the steps of an interval, the time just flashes past, and um, so you can create these yourself. Just do. Oh, I go on, do a 10 minute warm up, yeah. then do mm-hmm. five minutes hard, five minutes easy, something like that for half an hour, and then 10 minutes cool down. And then, you know, there you've got a good, a good turbo session. Um, and the other thing I think a lot of people do is they get on, they look at the watch, and it's five minutes, and they think, how in the hell am I going to last an hour? So don't think ahead, just, you know, just deal with the here and now and just each part of it. So, 
So, so putting all these things together, I actually quite enjoy the turbo. How about you, Foggy? Are you do you do you enjoy it? Yeah, when I when I've got to do it, I really do. I'm, the thing for me is it's it, um, a lot of my sessions are based on around about an hour, but make them intense. So yeah. um, don't stop pedaling, uh, keep going for the hour, and, and as you've mentioned, the, a lot of interval training within that. And of course, I've got all my heavy rock music blasting out in the background, which keeps me motivated. So, what do you listen to? Um, Oh, lots of heavy rock. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a bit of an aging rocker. Um, but uh, I, I know that if I, um, I'm going for the hour, it's got, it, um, it, there's no stopping. It's just going for it. But, it's, but I, I, I break that hour down into chunks. So then I can take off those little bites you know, and, and, and do each, each section, um, get out of the way. And then I'm not thinking, oh, I've got an hour ahead of me. And it helps motivate I mean, yeah. I try try not to do many during uh, at this time of year. I mean, we we've, we've had twenty nine degrees last week, so the, you know that's the reason that we stayed indoors. Is just this hooling northwest wind, which is like a hairdryer, and it's just too hard to be outside. Yeah, I think so it's, yeah. we make that make that assumption that it's for the winter, but yeah, not you, always. You occasionally get really hot day. Well, you know, it's actually becoming more frequent here in southeast England, getting. You know, a week or so at a time where it's into the thirties, and uh, you know, that can that that can be a bit unpleasant to be out on the bike, especially in the you know if you've got you only got time to go in the afternoon. So yeah, being on the turbo then, but then either way, you need a fan. Always always have a fan. <laughs> you need to have that but, fan to cool down. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I've I've used them as well for for heat stress training. So okay, um, and and actually not use the fan, but make it as hot as possible. But just making sure I've got lots of water. Yeah. Um, and and you know, there's there's nothing wrong with with, with with running sessions like that as long as you can cope, your body can cope with that heat stress. It's, yeah. it's a really good training effect. Yeah. So so I think an advice there for for viewers and and listeners to the the podcast is that a turbo trainer or indoor trainer, whatever form, is just a great part of your riding experience and and getting fitter, and it just gives you. Well, for whatever reason, if you can't get out, it just gives you easy access to riding and training. And if you just have a different mindset and a different approach to it, it can actually be quite quite fun. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So um, let's uh, yeah, let's move on to the six steps to become a fitter, healthier, and more confident rider. And I did I did a session earlier on today, live to the Facebook page. Um, so so let, let's run through that, Foggy, and let's go into that in a little bit more detail because I think there's some interesting stuff. So the first the first step of the um, six steps is around purpose and having a purpose around cycling. And I, you know, I, when I talk about this, I think about my own purpose. What is it that, why do I go cycling? Why is it important to me? Why do I want to do it? And for me, that's about, well, we've just been talking about indoor training, but largely it's it's about being outside and being close to nature but it's also about competition I like to do events as well so that's important to me so I need to keep fit to do that and also just being in good condition it's great to be mm. you know, slim and in good condition um, and, and, and fit so these, these are, that's part of my purpose and what I get out of it so um, but other people have different different things to get out of it as well so what, what, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I my, uh, I'm not competing these days, and uh, that's not my focus. We do, I do the odd, odd, odd event uh, on occasions, which, um, which you know, just that gives me a bit of purpose sometimes. But mostly, for me, it is staying fit, keeping fit. Um, I like to, I really like to get my lungs burning, 
Um, so short intensity type stuff as uh, you know at the moment, as well as some of the distance stuff. But it's the, the purpose for me is staying on the planet longer. Um, yeah, I mean it's a funny, funny old thing. But uh, you know, years ago when I joined uh, joined the services and the emergency services, and a lot of those people that are my age or younger fell off the mortal coil um, because they didn't keep themselves fit, and that's that's a, it's such a sad thing. So that, that's for me is just the is the is the biggest purpose is I want to I want to stay on the planet for a lot longer. Yeah, and it's such a such a an 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 easy well yeah easy let's say call it easy it's an easy way to to keep yourself in good condition just to go out on yeah. the bike or to go onto the indoor trainer and it doesn't thing thing is don't be put off if you're really unfit just now you can all you know we said this other week you can you can always get fitter you can always get better and. There's, it's never too late to start. So if you're if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, you know, I'm getting on and it's I'm past it. Well, you're not. <laughs> Just get out, get out there and 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 start doing it. The, the the second of the of the six steps is is setting goals. Foggy. So what what's your approach to to setting goals? Um, yeah. So basically, do you want me to share that uh, document now? Is it on the next one? Um, uh, yeah, that was going to be for, you, for the next for one. For the next one. Yeah. So yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> The, the the issue the goal might not be that that um, that it's a race. I mean, let's just take that out for a minute because there's an awful lot of people that follow in Kalanak which are are social riders and not racers. Yeah. And the goal might just be that you you want to try and achieve um, uh, you know an, a, a further 10k to your rides. Maybe you've only ridden 10k before and you want to ride another 10k. Um, uh, uh, I'm not doing any maths to do a conversion into miles at the moment, but. You understand what I'm saying. So, it, it, if your goal is to uh, climb a hill for the first time, if your goal is to um, uh, actually learn how to ride alongside someone for the first time, um, uh, you know, or a particular, um, it could be an event, whatever. But that, that, you know, what is your goal at the moment? I mean, it might just even be that you've never stood up on the pedals before, and you, you, you want to achieve a goal of standing up on the pedals. That's that's great. That's mastery. Yeah. So think about what you want for that for that particular ride, or think about what you want for that particular season of riding. You know, um, think about what you may be going through winter at your part of the world at the moment, and your goal might be just to stay fit, ready for the summer. So again, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of different reasons, a whole lot of different uh, goals you can look at. Yeah, that's yeah, it's good. It's a good way of looking at it. I mean, I. I having goals actually actually writing down a goal or series of goals is just a really way, good way of ensuring that you improve you're kind of setting it out you're, com- you're, you're committing to it, especially yeah. if you look at it regularly and i like to to break them down so I'll, I'll have a big goal so i'm thinking about what do i want to do next year then i'll have a like an a number one goal that's the big thing that i want to achieve um, and then i'll break that down into like, what, what are the steps that i need to put in place to get there I'll also have a couple of other goals that are not as important that I'd like to do them, but they're not my they're not my number one. So you've got a you've got a bit of a, a range there. And I, when I write them down, I always write them in a way that links back to the purpose. So I try to think of them as really motivational as, as well. That kind of gets to why why I do it. So I don't I don't like smart objectives because smarts you know just a bit dull the way that they are written. I much prefer to write them in a in a way that links back yeah. to purpose, and I find it really exciting and and. And motivating but yeah really it's a really powerful way of getting better at anything just yeah, to set yourself absolutely. a goal and make it stretchy don't make it so stretching that you can't achieve it but make it stretching that you're going to have to push yourself a little bit but because yeah, the feeling of yeah. achieving that is 
is fantastic, isn't it? No, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a massive stretch. Definitely yeah. not. Okay, so the third step is having a structure, and I know you've got uh, you've got a document you're going to share. And for, the, yep. for those of us listening to the podcast, we will describe this in detail so you can follow it. Um, whilst Foggy is putting that up on the screen, um, uh, Foggy's got it up on the screen already, so I don't have to say anything. You can just go. Yeah, I'll just try and get it to animate. Here we go. So tell tell us about what is this document that you're putting up there, Foggy? Yeah, so this is a, a, a actually a PowerPoint slide that I, I use for uh, coaching coaches when we get novice coaches. Um, so if you replace the word coach with rider, um, and you know come into into the cycling game, and it, it gives you an idea of uh, or a structure of how to put some planning together. And what I, what I can you know just talk through now is how you can use this as an individual rider to to plan out what you want in the future. Um, I'm not sure you'll see my cursor moving around. Um, yeah, we can, can yeah. you see that? Okay. So um, if you look at this uh, little diagram at the top here, it's pretty hard to see on this in this format, but that's actually a, um, a slide in itself. But it, the, the, the center part, which is the yellow part, is about the step one, which is wants and needs. So the first thing to decide is what are your wants and what are your needs um, in relation to, you know, planning for your either your next ride, planning for a season, planning for your next goal, planning for learning to ride, whatever it might be. So individually, what are your wants and needs? And we do that with any athlete, anywhere, or any rider, any coach. Um, the, the other part to that is um, the, there's the blue part. Um, well, so the red part is you won't be able to see it very well with the red, but it's actually about doing. So we learn by doing. So that's a key part to this um, to this model is to get out and do question yourself. So the blue part is asking questions and that can just be asking questions of others, but it can also be asking questions of yourself. Um, and, you know, um, the more questions you ask, the more it opens up into um, kind of the world of it depends, but that's fine because it helps you then explore. And then, of course, making sense. So if you, 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 you've done a little bit of the, the riding stuff, you've done some doing, you've asked some questions, and then you've got to make sense of it all. So each time you go out, the, the learning is, uh, you know, is there. You're starting to learn a bit more and make sense of other things that, that are happening around you on a bike. Uh, you know, why, why, did, why did my pedal hit the floor on that particular corner? Why, why, you know, this sort of stuff. So anyway, your wants and needs, that's the first step. So, you know, figure that out for yourself, what, what you know, Actually, what do you want to do, and what do you need to get there? So the next part, if I could, is that is that like setting a goal? Then is that are you seeing? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's just slightly different, using slightly different words, I guess. But there's, if I was working with a with a rider, um, I would want them to tell me what their wants and needs are. You know, I'm not going to tell them; they need to tell me. So as an individual rider, you need to figure that out. What 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 actually is in life? Do you want to do you want to ride your first hundred mile or 160k ride for the first time? Do you want to ride your first 10k? What what is it? So set your goal once yeah. and needs. Second step, um, if you replace at the top here, it says step two. It says race event. You can actually just replace those and put ride. Um, you know what? Where are you riding today? What what do you want to achieve by that? Is it a social ride? You just want to ride with your partner. Uh, you want to feel the, the air on your face. What are what are the goals and outcomes of, and what's the why for that particular ride? Is it just a, an experience? Is, is it just a training exercise? Is it is it to go and explore something new? Where is it? So figure that out. Obviously, um, 
the distance of the ride. Obviously, you know, some some of you out there will will just go and ride and end up figuring out a distance as you're riding. But you know, if you can, if you uh, if it was a race event, for example, and it was forty k's, you'd need to know that. So let's say we pick a, a river trail somewhere. Um, um, and we're going for just a, a leisurely social ride. But what's the technicalities of that? I don't know, have we got the bike set up for it? So it could be a river trail that's actually reasonably flat for most of it. And then all of a sudden you've got a technical climb. Um, the different segments within your, your ride and learning that. And of course, if it's a new ride or race for you, you're probably only going to learn that when you're on the ground. Um, are there other people coming with you? Um, are, are you racing with numbers? Are you good around people? Do you know how to ride? Um, in, the, in an opposing direction to a rider on a narrow trail, that sort of stuff. Um, what, what le- you know, I'd be asking you what level of riding are you at the moment? Where, where do you sit in terms of your own confidence and, and competence? Um, you know, age doesn't really matter, but what stage are you at uh, within your riding? So once we've figured all that out, um, oh, hang on, sorry, we're going the wrong way. There we go. Uh, look at the environment. So the, you know, the terrain, we've got a lot of trails around where, where I live in New Zealand, which are hard packed surfaces, but there's other places which are really loose. Um, so do you know how to ride gravel? Do you know how to ride a loose, uh, you know, loose surface uphill? Um, the elevations there, all that stuff is pretty, uh, uh, pretty straightforward. Even to the point, if you look at weather, um, so we had um, two days ago, a Northwest wind, which down here is like a hairdryer. So we were, we, you know, the temperature was showing on the dials around about 29 and a half degrees. But when you add in that northwest wind, it is like riding in a hairdryer. So that is something you need to take into account. Um, obviously, location and travel to get there. How long is it going to take you? What's the setup? Are you going to be hungry by the time you get there, etc.? Okay, so um, next one. We're going the other way. So if you look at the, the chart at the bottom here, um, so you, you could, I've taken a 40k race because this was designed around a school's event, but it, it could be a 40k ride, it could be a 50k, it doesn't matter, whatever it is, an event, ride or race. And then you can break that down into the segments. So we talk about segments here. So we know in this particular ride that the start point is here. Um, when we start off, we're actually going downhill. So our warm-up could be actually, you know, we're not going to be riding immediately straight uphill. We could just be having a nice cruise downhill and using that as a warm-up. But we know a few k's into it, we've suddenly got a very steep climb. So whilst we're, we're breaking that down into its segments and, and figuring out that yeah, on this particular ride, we climb a bit of a hill here or we climb a mountain or we, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a local well-known hill, whatever it might be. Um, or, you know, have you... Have you actually ridden that type of um uh, gradient before have you have you have you trained on it um are you used to it do you know how to handle a bike up a gradient that's that steep do you know how to put your body in, in the right position to keep the wheels down etc etc um then we know we've got a fast downhill are you good at standing up are you good at controlling a bike on your brakes blah 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 so we're on the right to the end we know that the the end is a reasonably uh, if this was a let's say for example it's a race um for the last couple of k's or so, um, that's going to be a pretty full-on, flat-out race because there's, you know the terrain's pretty flat. If it's just a ride, well, you've got a lovely cruise into the end. Mm. So you know, again, it's figuring all that out. So um, step three for me in terms of working with a rider is then to is to set their individual performance plan, and that that you can you know. It's not about high performance. It's not about performance development. It's about an individual plan for a rider. 
So what are your goals? Um, technically, um, what are your gaps? So um, if it's not a race, if it's just a social ride, are you able to ride alongside somebody? Um, can you stand up on the pedals? Um, can you descend? You know, those sort of things. Technically, how good are you and what, what are your gaps to work on? If it was racing, we'd start to look at the tactical side of things. So do we, do we understand the tactics in racing, whether that's a mountain bike race, downhill race, um, you know, road race, doesn't matter, but we start to look at that. Um, you know, we, often that gets missed is the social emotional stuff um, uh, in relation to setting a plan. So what are the reasons that you're riding? I mean, it, it, you know, what, what is your emotional state right now you know what is your physical state right now where, where are we at in terms of fitness skills we've talked about a little bit but skills doesn't always mean the technical side of things you know this this could be that really you've never learned as a child how to ride a bike properly so your skills are all over the place and we need to fix that your health uh, i deal with um quite a lot of riders that are coming back from um, excuse me, heart attacks or, you know, medical issues and stuff like that. And the, we, we've got to make sure that we understand that. And is that the reason? Is that your goal? Is that why you're riding? Um, I, I recently working with a guy who's uh, had a massive stroke, um, balance is all out, all over the place. And one side of his body um, is, is pretty severe in terms of grip. He can't grip, but he, he can, well, he can grip, but he can't operate the brakes. So there's a health issue there in terms of, we want to make sure he's, you know, that he can, he can manage that. Uh, sleep and fuel, pretty obvious. I think if we're if we're talking about an event, have we got the sleep right? Have we got the fuel right? Um, for most of our normal day-to-day -day rides, we don't need special stuff. We just need to sleep properly, and we need to water and proper food. And that's how we, you know, there's a. a I think we'll touch on this in the future in terms of fuel. But there's an awful lot of misnomers out there about using products that cost us a fortune to get us through. We don't need that. Um, so so. If I wrap all of that up, this is all about a process to figuring out um, the steps that you want to take to get to some, you know, to achieve your goal. Uh, and it's about learning. Um, and I just, I'll finish this off by saying there's a, there's a key thing when we talk to, um, to coaches and athletes is um, to remove the word uh, or the two words, winning and losing. And we replace those two words with process and learning. Um, and you know, if you if you, in in a sort of race context, in a sport context, in a, in an athlete context, that, that's that's a really important part to it. We don't focus on any winning. We don't focus on the things that happen when we lose, and we use that as a learning opportunity. So, you as an individual rider, just wanting to ride socially, all of these opportunities to get out and ride are learning opportunities to learn something new on the bike and have a great experience, obviously. So, I think talking quite quickly through that 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 gives you some sort of indication of um set, you know setting a plan out for yourself it may be a little bit overcomplicated, um but we can always share this with you if you want to spend more time looking at it yeah fantastic fantastic foggy so that's a really really good look at how to you know, how to prepare well, as you say whether whether you're doing some big event and i know that's there's some of our listeners are preparing for some big events and 2021 in the UK yeah. there's Land's End to Jonah Groats and we've got but we've got other people in different parts of the world that I know are preparing for some for some big rides so it's just it's a really good way of thinking about it and then of course what you can do or, you know, whether it's your, your training ride as you say if you're, if you're kind of going out and you're thinking about doing a longer ride and that's a bit of a challenge for yourself then taking this, this doing this sort of analysis is 
um, is really good. And then, and of course, when you're you're then able to work back from that, aren't you, and figure out what's the training yeah, yep. that you need to need to do. And one of the things that I that, that I've learned over the years is about how you do blocks of training to build up to that that big goal, and you progress your your, your training consistently, and you progress the volume of work that you're doing. So you're raising your fitness step by step, but I like to do it in blocks of either, when I'm talking to other writers now, I tend to say blocks of three weeks. Personally, I do blocks of four weeks, but I've got quite a good background so I can cope with that. But blocks of three weeks where you do two weeks, where you do kind of good hard training sessions and you do a week of recovery, then the next two weeks you're doing a bit more than you did in the first two weeks and so on, you're progressing. So it's a great, yeah, you you can look at that event, can't you, and work back from that and structure your training accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think and I mean obviously through the um the Inspire website that's being created that we can we can offer some of this stuff through there, I yeah. think, in terms of helping people um you know achieve their goals for events. Um and I, I just want to be clear that it's it's for, for me this is you know an event doesn't necessarily mean an elite race. An event could yeah. just be those social events that happen all over the world, which are fabulous to take part in, really, I'm very sociable, but obviously require a certain amount of training. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've 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 seen I've met plenty of people, but I've seen seen it in the in the group people who will say, "I did my first hundred mile, or I'm my first two hundred kilometer, or you know, two hundred kilometers, quite impressive." Yeah, yeah. I, you know, my my first. 50 kilometer or whatever it is people are people are yeah. you know seeing these as markers of improvement and things that they're proud of proud of and obviously they've set they've set goals whether they've been public about it or not they've set goals so this sort of approach is just ideal for that you do you can do it yourself yeah. you can be low-key about it keep it to yourself but you will enjoy it and that sense of achievement will be all the greater if you follow this this sort of approach yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. and right. it is this I'll is precisely there. yeah this is precisely what we'll get into in the inspire program when we do our group coaching sessions yeah. we do lots of stuff like this okay fabulous okay right. so we move on to step yeah. four um uh, so step four is i mean you've been mentioning that already skills and confidence and something that i say all the time and i know i know we've talked about this as well foggy is is you have much more fun and enjoyment on the bike if you're more skilled and confident on it because you're not worried about doing or making a mistake or or you know whatever it is and when when you think about all the different aspects of riding a bike you know you you, you start so you have to pedal you know you, you're kind of move off you're braking and stopping obviously it's cornering there's descending there's riding in a group um overtaking and you know a, you, there's a whole list of different things that that might have well they do have slightly different skills don't they to to be able yeah, to absolutely. to mm-hmm. do it so i, I I'm I'm going to give one quick quick exercise that you can do um, to uh, to to improve your skills, and this is particularly if if you're you know, if if you're not not completely inexperienced, but you know if you if you're relatively new into cycling or coming back into cycling, you maybe you know not that experienced. I'm going to give one. When I'm when I'm doing that, foggy, you think of another one that you can just yeah, give one. it in a minute or so. <laughs> so my so mine mine is um is the um, ever decreasing circles or ever decreasing figure of eight. So either 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 do this and do it in a quiet place, safe place, by yourself, or you can go out and you can do it in the middle of a ride if you if you're on an empty um, bit of path or find a car park or something like that. And then just just start circling round in a circle 
and just get make the circle smaller and smaller and go slower and slower each time until you almost stop or until you almost about you start to wobble and then speed off again. Try not to put your foot down in the ground, just speed out again. Try that and then do it in the opposite direction. Then try and do the same thing in a figure of eight. And a few minutes of that, a few times a week, you'll find a huge difference in your balance and your control on the bike. You'll just feel much steadier um, on the bike. So that's my, I, I don't know what you think of that coach. Oh, perfect. That's, yeah. that's my one, yeah. one tip. So over to you. Yeah, so I think uh, even to get to that point, to achieve that, I think as a, a key thing is is learning how to stand up on your pedals, um, and get your pedals at, a, at both the same height. So if you can if you can achieve both those pedals being at the same height, now what I'd like people to do is is to do that ride slowly and then do little pedal taps. So if you can see my hands moving, so that's all you're trying to do. So your lead just leg just is just pushing. For our listeners, Foggy, just describe what you're doing with your with your. Yeah, hands. so what I'm what I'm doing is showing my hands in a, in a in a flat position, so they're both at the same height, and then I'm just pedal tapping. So I'm tapping down on the front pedal, um, so that we get a little tiny bit of movement um, from the rear hub. So all, all all you're trying to do is is um, learn how to tap rather than kick or do a pull uh, a full um, pedal stroke. And that helps with control. So if you can combine that with a little bit of brake control and then a little bit of pedal tapping, you will be able to uh, start to learn balance and, and control the bike. So if you then can, if you can, if you can then add into that little pedal tapping movement, um, that moving your body forwards and back on the bike, and then see if you can shift the bike over a flat course um, uh, without doing a full pedal stroke. So there's, that, that's a that's a great bike handling exercise is to combine those two pedal tap and then shift your bum right off the back of the seat and then shift your hips forward towards the handlebars and just keep that flowy movement forwards and back at the same time as you're doing those pedal taps and see if you can shift the bike over i don't know to start with 10 meters 20 meters 50 meters whatever it might be without doing a full uh, revolution on the pedals and that'll help you with bike control as well yeah, fantastic. And and the thing is, no matter how experienced you are as a rider, you should keep practicing. Keep your keep. I mean, I do that sometimes. I go out and rides. I'll just practice some bike skills and start. You know, start with some basic ones, and then do the the fancier ones that I can that I can do. Because if I stop doing them, then I you know you you, you lose it. Um, so you just got to keep keep practicing, keep building up, um, and just as I say, fit them into rides, and it's good fun to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every elite rider at the highest level still practices skill. Yeah. Um, it's a perishable thing. And, you know, it's like anything. You keep it going over a period of time, you, you become good at it. If you leave it for a while, then you drop off a bit, but you can you can still pick it up. But yeah. It requires practice, yeah. Yeah. And another thing to say about this as well, of course, is it's not only makes the rides more enjoyable, more fun, it makes you safer. Oh, very much so. Yeah. 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 Okay, fantastic. Let's move on to... Um, step five, which is around core strength and flexibility. Most of you probably know what core strength is. Maybe a few of you don't. So that's that's your abdominal muscles, your kind of middle body muscles around your pelvis, a little bit. I mean, it's more kind of higher core, if you like, around your shoulders and your um, and your neck. And having good core strength can make a huge difference to your ability to uh, ride a bike 
in an enjoyable way, in a safe way, but in a very in a very controlled way as as well. And and if you're and if you're wanting to go out and do longer distance events and challenge yourself a bit more, then you, you'll have a lot more energy in reserve by having a, by having good core strength because your the transfer of power through the pedals is is increased. You sit in a, in a much more still on the saddle. You're not yeah. you're not using so much energy moving back and forward and so on as well. So some yeah some core exercise and also being flexible as well and and uh, one, one of the things that I do I was saying it in the session that I did earlier on today is I, I I get some issues in my shoulder and my neck so I spend I do a lot of exercises where just to describe I, I lift my shoulders up pull them back rotate my shoulder blades down like that and then just hold that position where I'm keeping my back very straight and kind of and I have this mantra now on the bike um, where if I start to feel myself tense up a little bit, I'll just do that. I'll just relax the shoulders. And um, so there's a bit of that's um, kind of strengthening the upper body. But any, any good exercises you would recommend for people can do on, on building up core strength easily? Because you yeah, don't have to go to a gym. You know, you don't need a gym to do no, any of this, do you? No, not at all. Not at all. And there's it, it, a bit of a chicken and egg thing as well, because balance is really important. And core strength is really important, and both can be worked together. I mean, just standing on one leg, on a you know a, um, a five centimeter, ten centimeter wide plank, low off the ground, stand on one leg and get your balance. That helps with core as well because as you're trying to balance on that plank, you, you, the middle of your body is working like crazy to keep you upright. So um, you can combine those two things, and then obviously riding a bike balance is key. Um, uh, I think we've talked about this before in terms of being off the bike to to to, to work on core and work on uh, on balance. So, yeah, just 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 try those exercises. Um, some people use wobble boards. Some people use um, you know, if you're using a wobble board, it's not just about standing on the wobble board. You can actually get your hands on them as well. You can yeah. you can create a plank and do that stuff, you know, and that just uh, slightly more advanced, but it builds up and builds up and builds up. And and it, and again, I I I just um, reiterate on that one. Uh, age doesn't matter injury yeah. does so you know if you have a, uh, a real serious back problem somewhere then you obviously need medical advice as to how to get to that point or you need a physio to show you the exercises but age doesn't matter you can start any of these things at any age yeah and there's there's actually on our on the galena master cycling website we've got uh we've got some exercises on there my friend people that i know at um coaching company called train sharp uh, they've they've, yep. they've put up some kind of quick quick um, core exercises that you can do that are quite straightforward to do. But yeah, good advice, Foggy, about if you've got injury, illness issues there, then make sure that you've got you checked out before before you do them. My 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 favorite, I think the most effective one that I do is plank the plank and the variations on a on a plank. But when I first started doing them, you know, I couldn't do one for more than about ten seconds. <laughs> Um, so I guess like anything, you just got to build up, haven't you? But that's, I think that's a great core exercise to do. I can I can feel a Galanac plank challenge coming up. I'm not going to go up against you. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to ask how long you can hold a plank, but I bet it's more than, I, I think I can do about three, three. At the moment, I think I could probably do about three minutes, which is not very good, really. But That's yeah, pretty good. That's yeah, pretty better good. Better than 10 seconds that I've got to start. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, fabulous. And so the, the the final step, six step number six, is it's just simple. It's just enjoy it. I know we've been through you know some technical stuff here, and you know, do, do we call it science? I don't know if it was so grand as to call it no, science. We've been through some <laughs> some technical stuff and there about how to do it. But you've always got to come back to 
you're going to make it enjoyable and you're going to find ways of making it enjoyable because that's part of the motivation. Now, the fact is that if you're if you're reasonably dedicated and you've got a goal that you want to achieve, then you're going to go out and you're going to you're going to train sometimes when you don't want to do it, and you're going to find ways of motivating yourself to, to do it. And one one of those is about remind yourself why you find it enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and that that might be just going out and riding riding a different riding when you're used to riding on the road, go and riding your mountain bike on a or a, or your gravel bike, a cross bike, or whatever on a trail, or or vice versa. Um, Go and, go and ride somewhere new. Go and ride somewhere where you love, you know, maybe it's a bit of a drive away. Just go and so, you know, find a way of reconnecting with why you why you enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think I think just the fact is that humans are actually designed to move and it makes you feel better. So once you've started the first couple of Ks of riding, even if it's a miserable day, the chemical cocktail will kick in. You start to feel better about things. It's, um, it should never be a chore. It's just, it's amazing. I think we've talked about this before about, uh, and we, well, we did talk about it when we, when, we were, when we were looking at motivation and how to stay motivated. And I, you know, one of the tricks that I play with myself is about, right, I know you've got a three hour ride scheduled today, but just go out. And if you only do half an hour, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely guaranteed that 15 minutes into it, I'm loving it and off I go. And it's, it's no, it's, it's the, it's that first step, isn't it? The first few yeah. steps. And once you're beyond that. Yeah. And if, even if you have to bail out after half an hour, you haven't lost anything. No. You know, you've gained. You've gained. You've gained. Yeah. Absolutely. So th- those are our, our six steps to get fitter, healthier, and more confident. On the bike. Hope you found those helpful and interesting. And there's a lot more of that in our Inspire program. That's a little flavour of what we do in that to help you get fitter and um, healthier, to enjoy riding on the bike, help you find your purpose and hit those big goals. So check it out. It's at www.gallanac.com forward slash inspire. Um, so let's let's head head back to New Zealand Foggy you're going to tell us about your one of your favourite places to ride in New Zealand right well I'm a little bit biased um, because I live in central Otago um, we're very blessed down here with the climate and we're also very blessed with the um, the infrastructure that's being put in around us um, in terms of off-road riding um, everything from you know pretty low level grade one grade two right the way through to grade five um, grade six mountain bike stuff um, so I think just in, in general terms, Central Otago is one of the best places in the world to ride. And I've ridden around quite a, quite a lot of places. Um, I am biased, um, but I would encourage you to come down and check it out. There's some um, great trails down here. Can. As soon as the flights start. I'm, yeah, yeah no, we're, we're keeping everyone out at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, I mean, we, the, 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 you know, if you want a really gnarly, uh, rugged mountain bike trail we have them here if you if you want a cruisy river trail that runs you know down one of the most spectacular gorges that you around the world the Roxburgh Gorge for example which is almost almost moon-like in its landscape um, uh, it, you know it's phenomenal um, and it, it never for me um, it never gets boring it never gets old you know it's I can do the same ride every week and I wouldn't get bored with it because just because of the way that the, uh, or what the scenery has to offer it. So, so yeah, um, it's, you know, and it's not, it's not for everybody, but certainly I think I've, I'm lucky enough to live here. And I think we've, we, my wife and I, we really, um, 
really do enjoy this uh, this environment and what it has to offer for us. Yeah, fabulous. If you can send us some pictures of those, Foggy, we'll get them. No, I'm not doing that. I'm trying to keep people out. I don't want to encourage too well, many people on this. On not any trails. flights at the moment. We can't. You're safe. We can't mm. come anywhere near you. No. Well, I mean, certainly when the world opens again, if you've never been here before, um, it's there are there, obviously around the world. There's lots of beautiful places, but there, mm. this is a. I have to say, there's there's a there's a, a trail being created or several trails being created, which is called the Super Trail. And it will be over 500 kilometers of off-road trail, um, uh, all connected. So, the, the, you know, there's no reason why you need to go on a road. And that's, that's one of the magic uh, visions that's, that's been seen here. That, you know, lots of, lots of dollars going into it. But obviously, you know, that brings people in. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's fabulous to see that. And I know in, it's, it's happening all over the world. But, I, but my home country in Scotland, they've created the... Uh, North Coast 500, which actually for driving um, motorbikes as well, but there's lots of cyclists do it, yeah. and it's it it it's spectacular, and I yeah. and it's I just love that that how countries are realising that that that's such a great thing to do to create these sort of routes. It's great, you know, it's yeah. it's great for local people, but it's obviously great for for people wanting to travel and and for tourism as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for that. So final thing to do before we close is to think of our Rider of the Week. And it was great to see that last week's Rider of the Week, Frances Manning, has, continues to be posting. She's um, She's been on the turbo um, again, finding it a bit dull. So I, I, I sent over some of those tips about how to how to change your mindset on the turbo. So ho- hopefully that's helping you, Francis, if you're listening um, to this. Um, but our writer of the week this week's from South Africa, and it's Karen um, Blignot. I hope I've spelt you, um, uh, not spelt, um, uh, said your name, pronounced your name correctly there, um, Karen. But you've just, you've been consistently posting fantastic rides that you've been doing around South Africa. So lots of great photos, lots of really good supportive comments to people in, in the group, advice. Um, so yeah, just you're, you're our, our model member of Galanac Master Cycling on our Facebook group. So thanks very much. Thanks for doing that, Karen. You are our rider of the week. Congratulations. So that brings us to a close, Foggy. Um, you're, you're off cycling coaching in some distant part of New Zealand next week. So you're not going to be around, are you? No, I'm actually coaching uh, uh, New Zealand police uh, on their e-bike patrols for a week. So up in the Hawke's Bay, so I won't be around next week. Um, that's so another great project. for another story for another time, I think. <laughs> well, we, we, we may hear a bit about that in a couple of weeks' time. And, and also in two weeks' time, we're going to talk about e-bikes as well. Um, Foggy, because we've got a lot of experience of e-bikes yeah. and... I'm interested in them as well. So we're going to do that in two weeks' time. So we'll have a special guest for next week. So that that's us for this podcast. So thanks, Foggy. Thanks for joining no us. Yep. And look forward to seeing you again in a couple of weeks. And I look forward to seeing, um, hearing, listening to, whatever the expression is, our uh, viewers and listeners in a week's time. So thanks very much. Bye.